Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, it is August the 30th, a Thursday, Labor Day weekend. Um, if you have white, wear it before Monday. Um, wait, something. Wait, is that when uh, President Obama got in trouble for wearing a tan suit after? <laughs> is that what happened? Yes, that is exactly <laughs> what happened. <sighs> okay, fashion, so. Um, fashion. Yeah, this is the Tech Petition Podcast for those following at home. Um, my name is Kerry Brown, and I'm joined by my fellow techno- tech- technophile. Yeah, uh, that works. The, that the, works. um, the, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to say my friend, the STD story. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the podcast. Star, we should not Star be Trek named. Discovery. Yeah. Yeah, the okay, Star cool. Trek Discovery podcast. So, how's it going, man? You you doing all right tonight? Oh, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good, just chilling. Uh, like you said, amping up for some time off. Uh, work from home tomorrow, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I think yeah, I'm gonna yeah. have to do that myself. Yeah, so I'm ready to unwind a little bit, just chilling. Uh, Sounds you know. like a plan. What about yourself, man? Ah, uh, not much, man. Just been um, it's been a while since I made made any tech purchases, so I grabbed a few things that we'll talk about later. Oh, and yeah. um. Uh, yeah, so just happy to be on another podcast. You want to jump right to it? Yeah, man. Do you want to just go ahead and go into the Apple news? Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Take it away. Uh, so, guys, uh, there is going to be an Apple event on September the twelfth, two days after my birthday. If you if you if you care, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, they are announcing really just technically two new phones. I think they're going to do the X the current X version with just new, slightly new colors. Uh, they're going to do a bigger version of that phone as well. So you're going to have a bigger X and you're also going to have a slightly bigger X with a cheaper screen, which hopefully it'll be a cheaper price as well. So I think the, 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 uh, the iPhone eight replacement is going to be an X style with an LCD screen, slightly bigger than an X, but it's going to be, you know, more so for the masses. So, you know, mm-hmm. exciting news coming out of Apple. Oh, yeah. The big event. The one more thing. The one more thing at the the, the Steve Jobs Arena Theater. <laughs> yeah. Dude, their campus is ridiculous, man. Like, yeah. I don't know if you've seen. You can, like, go on Google Maps and look at their. I can't even remember what it's called. But it's, it's just massive. Um, I'm I'm hoping that they do release something with at a better price point because the iPhone 10 didn't really sell that well. I mean, I'm sure it sold great, but for Apple, it didn't really, uh, I don't think it lived up to their expectations. So good to see them tweaking a few things. And um, I was really hoping that we would get a iPhone SE, huh. iPhone 10, iPhone 10 SE, um, because that, 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 um, this design in a smaller form factor, I think would be really cool. Yeah. Um, but, but isn't we'll that phone pretty small with. as it stands? Um, the screen is actually as big as I had a LG G6 with like almost six inch screen. The screen on this thing is huge. The phone itself is not because it's pretty much just screen. Uh-huh. Um, it's I mean it's not as big as some of the older iPhones, but really the older iPhones are the screens are smaller because you know they have that big thing at the bottom for the button, and then they have the big thing at the top, which this phone doesn't have. So. It's smaller yet bigger, if that makes sense. And I, I think probably as far as these announcements go, I mean, more significantly, they are, you know, the, the home button is gone on all of their latest releases, which I think is pretty significant. Uh, yep. 
and as well, I guess, you know, they, they keep taking things away, man. They're taking a the home button away, going <laughs> with this face ID completely. They took the phone jack away uh, a few iterations ago. So, man, they are making some drastic changes, which, uh, you know, I, I'm all for the, 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 uh, uh, all glass displays edge to edge. I love that, but I don't know about taking away the home button. Uh, I, I think it's working because most people are getting used to it. But as we're on the Android devices, they still put the fingerprint reader on the, on the back of the phones. Uh, you kind of have to depend on, on face ID on, on your end. And I'm talking yeah. to you, you Apple lover, Carrie. <laughs> and, and the thing is, like, Apple's got to work harder than they used to because, I mean, even a couple years ago, like the it phone to have was the iPhone. It was the prettiest phone. It had the best designs. Didn't always have the newer technology, but it was the sexy phone to have. But yeah. now you have all these different companies that are coming out with these great designs and you know great cameras. Like the Pixel Two, I think had the best camera out of that generation. Let this current generation of phones. Um, so it's like everybody's catching up and everybody's like making really nice phones like you can find that's the funny thing is like now you can find a really nice phone for 200 bucks like you don't have to spend five six seven eight hundred dollars on a phone anymore yeah um so it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out going forward i think yeah i'll, I'll just take that to pivot into our next story um this is from techcrunch.com uh hallway hallway Huawei <laughs> bags Apple's second place uh, in the global smartphone sales, according to Gartner. Now, I mean, I myself personally cannot name a single model of a Huawei phone. Can you? I got one word for you, though. China. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, it seems like they rose uh, from 9.8 uh, last quarter to 13.3 market share, typing, topping them right above Apple. So right now, as it stands, you have Samsung, Huawei, and Apple uh, in that order, and Xiaomi, you know, close close behind. So, um, you know, like you said, because China is kind of what you <laughs> I mean, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I will have to admit that I'm a bit shocked that Samsung is has sold the most phones this year. But yeah. part of that I think has to do with the lukewarm reception of the iPhone 10. Yeah. But, but I mean, they're like, they're wop, they're walloping Apple. They've almost, they have almost double the market share. Like it looks like they've sold 82 million units and Apple sold for 44 million units. So yeah, that's pretty amazing. I mean, hats off to Samsung, man. Yeah, the thing is though, they're they're like actually on a downward trend, which is weird <laughs> to say. I mean, I guess yeah. like, both them and Apple are on th- a downward trends while while well Xiaomi and Huawei are are headed up. So I don't know, man. It's it's steady changing, and like you said, because China um, is so many people there, and if you can get a phone that is that appeals to that market and that people adopt though they're in vast numbers, uh, you could pretty much sweep the market. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Cool. Um so let's see. What can we talk about next? Um okay, so uh do we need to get into some security stuff? Uh do you want to talk about the Fortnite thing? Or Yeah, we can start with that. We can start with that. Yeah, t- you want to take that? So apparently Fortnite which decided in lieu of going with the the, and- the Android store Mm-hmm. And in lieu of going with the Android store, uh, the Google Android store, they, they decided to 
uh, roll their own. So uh, it's a direct download from the website, actually, or from one of their servers. And they are uh, have been have been called out for a bug in their launcher, uh, which can allow a hacker to take over the device. I believe. Let me let me what? Let me get a little more detail. I might be saying that wrong. So let's see. The installer is needed because Epic is bypassing Google's App Store to avoid giving it a, a, a cut in sales. So the hacker hackers could hijack the game's installation software to load malware. So yeah. So I mean, I, I guess I got a little bit wrong. It's not actually taking over the device, but they can kind of, I guess, piggyback off of that to load malware on the device, which still isn't good. Still, yeah, good. still almost as bad. I mean, what do you? I know we talked about this, but what do you think about the decision to? forego the 30% cut from Google and kind of roll your own. I mean, it makes sense from a business standpoint, but it's like the pros and cons. Well, number one, you're not in the store. You're not in the easy way to get the app. Um, I mean, normally I would be, normally I would tend to agree with you, but Fortnite is like the biggest game in the world right now. Honestly, they don't need the Google store. They just don't. I mean, Anybody, anybody who's interested in installing Fortnite has been waiting, you know, for the the Android version because the, the iPhone version has been out for a while. Um, so I don't think it would really hurt them other than Google screwing them over by revealing that their installers messed up. But as far as like from sales, I don't think they'll see any type of reduction. And if they do see a reduction, they're going to make it up with that extra thirty percent. So I, I think it was a smart move. Yeah, I mean, and another thing about this whole vulnerability, Google has their policies on, you know, certain X amount of days. If you don't fix it, we're going to talk about it publicly and things like that. But people are saying they're saying that Google are being salty because Fortnite isn't in the Play Store. So so they took this opportunity to kind of get good PR and kind of, you know, just just, uh, you know, this would have happened if they were in the Play Store. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's a bit salty. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I hopefully they get it patched. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hopefully they get it patched quick enough and won't be an issue. Um, I just yeah. hope that this doesn't deter people from installing stuff outside of the store, even though you still have to go into the menu and settings and allow unknown sources or something. I'm, I think I remember that vaguely. Yeah. But it's funny though because looking back on my Android experiences, <laughs> I don't recall too many times installing software outside of the play store, even though I knew that I could. Oh, it's so seldom. It's so, yeah, seldom. you don't, you really don't do it that much. Like I said, anybody else, I feel like it would probably hurt them, but, but Epic's, I mean, like I said, this is the biggest game in the world. So I don't think it's going to hurt them as much. It will probably still hurt them because people, some people will hear that it's out. And they'll be like, what? It's not a Play Store. And then that'll be the end of that for them. They won't dig further. But, yeah. you know, they're just going to miss out on those sales. Yep. Yep. Keep that money, uh, Fortnite. Don't give Them it up. greenbacks. Don't give it up. Don't give it up. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> cool. So let me take one. Okay. So um, apparently, have you heard of this? The um Google Titan. Have you heard of it? I have not. What is the Google Titan? Okay, so, you know, two-factor authentication, you know, continuing with the security thing, two-factor authentication is all the rage these days. 
Um, because, you know, uh, I guess brute force encryption has, with the advent of the more powerful CPUs and processors and technology in general, like brute force attacks where a computer just constantly tries to guess your password. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's becoming to the point where it's a problem because I don't know if you know how blockchain and crypto mining work, but basically, basically, um, what happens in crypto mining is, um, the blockchain comes up with a solution and then you have to figure out what the problem was. And the way, the way a computer does this is essentially by guessing. Um, so pretty hmm. much if you have, well, the only reason I bring that up is because if you have a crypto mining rig where some, you know, there are some crypto mining facilities that are like as big as a warehouse. I mean, if if you're not mining crypto, you could you could use this to do some not so um, wholesome things, and not just that, but that's just an example. But anyway, like most sites now have two factor authentication, and um, basically you have to authenticate two ways if you don't know what two factor authentication is. So you have your password, which is one, and the other is basically um, there are two ways you can have a authenticator app that you install at your phone and set up with a website. That basically sends you like it'll ask for a secret code. So you type your password in and then this um I'll show you one. I have one on my phone right now. Um I've been using Authy. Yeah, I use Authy too. And I guess I'll hide my code there. Yeah, Authy is pretty fantastic. Yeah. But basically what happens is it generates a code for you and then you type your password and you type that code in because you know, even if somebody has your password, they're probably not gonna have your phone too, so it's just more secure. Um or the other way they can do it is um, they'll send you a text message to your phone number, which ideally only you should have. But one yeah, of the I, problems now is – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I think you was going to explain. But the big vulnerability there is you, people can basically just act like they're yeah. you and call into the phone carriers and kind of uh, you know, uh, get your phone number that way and get around it. So that's not a good solution. Yeah, yeah. And like text messages can be intercepted. So yep. it's not a perfect solution. So – in comes Google Titan. This is actually what they use on Google's campuses. Um, and basically what it is is um, there's a Bluetooth dongle. I don't know. I'll We'll put the link or whatever in the show notes. There's a Bluetooth dongle and there's a USB key. And basically what happens is you try to log on to Google.com, for example, and you have to have this physical device that has the private keys and everything like sealed away in firmware that isn't accessible. And you basically just press the button. Because you have to have this to authenticate as well. I mean, it's oh. it's kind of a step. It's kind of a step past the code thing because it's not something that's transmitted. And you know, private keys for um for two factor apps can be hacked. I mean, it's yeah. probably not that likely, but it can be hacked. And if they have their private key, they can get your codes. But basically, this is just a private key vault where there's really no way to get to the private key. So you just press the button. And if yeah. you lose the dongle, you also have a little small USB key that you can also use. So you go to the site, google.com, and please authenticate two-factor. Either press the button or you can insert this USB key into your computer, and it'll authenticate you that way. Yeah, I, um, I, I didn't know it was easy as a button press. I, I really yeah, didn't. Just, just yeah. a button press. I mean, because I've had these keys before, you know, for various jobs where you have this RC key yeah. uh, dongle. You have to type in the code. But, wow, that's pretty convenient yeah. if you can just press a button. I have an RS key right now. I'm not going to turn it around because <laughs> security at my job would probably kill me. So, um, but yeah, um, 
two factors all the rage now. Like we can't even log into our servers. Like if I want to log into a server to check like IS or whatever, like I have to have my dongle to even log on to the server. The way they have it set up. Now is that Which a Windows is, level thing or, or is there some software on it's top? an act it's an active directory thing. Uh, Actually RSA has wow. a okay. has a layer <clears throat> that you can I think it's a um you can update your active directory scheme or it may just be a, a group policy update yeah. to where you go to the server and you you put basically you put your um you put your username in and then for the password you put in um a code that only you know and then you put in at the end of it you put in your RSA token code. Um so it's pretty secure. I think this would be the next step. Um the only thing that worries me about this is that it's manufactured in China and that's not a knock on <laughs> that's not a knock on China, Chinese oh. people. But um a lot of software exploits and and viruses and phishing and all that kind of a lot of it comes from china um so that could be concerning but like i said they use this on their campus so it has to be safe you can have one for the low low price of 50 dollars um and you can't really put a price on security yeah okay <laughs> and, and, and like another thing i see why this probably would never get adopted in masses is just convenience factor Though it seems pretty convenient, but you need the dongle with you to actually use it. Maybe if this was yep. built into, like this was a standard protocol and it was just built into the laptop and you just plug the key directly in the laptop, maybe it'll be a little simpler. Uh, well, I, well I, I, like I, I said, if if you have the USB key, you can just plug that in. You don't even have to press a button. You just plug the key in and it'll authenticate you. Okay. Um, but yeah. you don't you don't want to have both of those with you at the same time. You probably want to get the USB key and keep it in a safe place. Yeah. Um, that way, if you lose the dongle, you can still get into your stuff. Yeah, I, I just don't see mass this, this being adopted in mass numbers. <laughs> oh no, no, it's it's definitely not something for the masses. I think, but if you are in a sensitive job or if you're really, really, you know, ten full head about security, like I am. Um, this could be something that you would probably be interested in. And like I said, uh, you can go to Google site and order it. I think it's on. So yeah, go to store.google.com and just search for Titan security key and you can have one of your own. I just thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. It's pretty freaking sweet. Um, and there was one more security story. Oh yeah. Um, so basically, um, we, we talked a while back about Google, um, installing an ad blocker in a Chrome, and we we talked about how like it would be a huge conflict of interest since they're an advertising company yes. to like block everybody else's ads. Basically, um, Firefox, um, they aren't going so far as to block ads, but what they are doing with the new versions of Firefox or Mozilla, I'm sorry, what Mozilla is doing with the new versions of Firefox is they are blocking uh tracking ad tracking so you know how this happens to me all the time so i will go buy let's say i go buy a guitar off of um musiciansfriend.com and i've paid for it and then i go to facebook or i go to i go to GameStop, GameSpot, uh-huh. and i'll see <laughs> ads i'll see ads for something that i just bought or something that i just looked at i mean amazon's notorious for this oh, like if you look at something worst. on amazon you're gonna see ads for it like everywhere else you go basically um, and what what Mozilla is trying to do with the newest versions of Firefox is block that, which I mean, that in itself is enough to make me want to s- switch full time to Firefox. The new versions of Firefox are actually really cool. They're really sleek and they don't eat as much RAM as They're Chrome. Lightweight, which is what I love about them. Yeah. So um, this is just another thing that it looks like 
you know, there's become a reckoning with ads because they've kind of gone a little crazy. I mean, it isn't as bad as it was back in the day with banner ads everywhere and <laughs> pop up ads and pop under ads. Oh, man, that would make me so mad. I'd be done browsing and I'd close my Internet Explorer window and there'd be a big ad waiting for me <laughs> that I didn't see. Thanks, JavaScript. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I think anything to kind of minimize the tracking, which is funny is. I think a lot of a reason a lot of the internet exists now is because of the how you can target ads, how you can focus on a, per, a person, certain likes and dislikes. So, you know, as internet people, you know, people trying to make a living on the internet, you know, bloggers, uh, video producers, whatever, you don't want ads to go away completely. You don't want them go, to go away completely. But if you can minimize the tracking and maybe get better quality ads, I think it'll be better for everyone. You know, I mean, like yeah. you just said, I mean, probably 10 years ago, pop-up ads were the worst. Were the, were the freaking worst, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And for the so, most part, unless you're going to some pretty shady shady sites, you're probably good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, speaking of shady stuff, like, be careful if you go to the Pirate Bay now, because I've read and talked to people about rumors that they have a, like, if you go to Pirate Bay, um, they have like some kind of crypto miner thing built in. So when you're on their page, yeah, when that. you're on their page, it uses your CPU to like mine cryptocurrency for them. JavaScript again, which like is <laughs> which is genius. It but is. It is not something that I would condone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody made a legitimate business model out of it, which I think some companies have. I'll do some research on it and bring it back in the next cast. But, but yeah, it, it's actually not a bad idea. I mean, if you think of the, if you go way back, the whole set it home and all that, uh, and it was another one, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Folding, well, I remember, folding you know? Yeah, folding. Yeah. So, I mean, that was basically the same thing, just crowdsourcing. <laughs> a, yeah. A, when you, when you, it was, yeah. yeah, it was your screensaver. So basically, people don't use screensavers anymore, really, but, that was, I think that was an awesome idea. Whoever came up with that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, should I jump to another story, sir? Uh, uh yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about this whole Xbox thing that's been dropping over the last couple of weeks. So let me get the article here. You're talking about the Xbox anywhere or? Well, no, no. It's Xbox. Um, is it all access? Here we go. Yeah, X- yeah, yeah, yeah. Xbox yeah, all access. So rumors have been coming out for a while, but I think it's been confirmed that uh, Microsoft is trying to tout an Xbox all access service. So what do you get with said service? You get an Xbox One uh, S or One X, depending on which how much you want to pay. But this is a monthly subscription service. So I mean, of course, you could probably go to Best Buy and pay a monthly you know fee with financing all this stuff for an Xbox. But the thing here is that you're going to also get the Xbox Game Pass, which, you know, is a, a rotating um, a buffet of 100 games that you can play while you're paying this monthly fee, as well as the Xbox Live. So I think some people have crunched the numbers and you will come out on top by $6 or $8 by the end of yeah. the two years. But it's a two-year commitment. So you're in for it for two years and, you know, it's... um. The base level is $22 a month, and the if you want the Xbox One X, it's going to be $35 a month. Good, bad, ugly? What do you think? Actually, I think that's, I think it's really cool. Um, a lot of people were bad-mouthing it because I think it is financed through, like, Dell Preferred. Yeah. It, it's, like, through a Dell Preferred account. But if you think about it, like you were saying, if you if you a la carte Xbox Live, that's, like, 10 bucks a month. And yeah. Game 
Game Pass is another ten dollars a month. So right there, you're at twenty bucks a month. You don't even have an yeah. Xbox. So you spend a little bit more, and you you can get a one. X. I think it's really cool. You yeah. get a one extra. It's essentially like twelve, fifteen dollars a month. Yeah. Um, and, and for the financially conscious, it's it's not that bad of a thing. We probably would opt to go ahead and just pay for the console. But I can see somebody yeah. who's scrapped and still want to play games. Uh, I can see it being a good option. Uh, Reed posts in the chat room. So is it like renting or financing a system? Yeah, it's exactly that. It's it's you. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft is, um, you know, being the creditor there a little bit, and, and yeah, they're doing some perks. They're sprinkling some perks in there. Yeah, there've been there've been, there've been rumors for like years that Microsoft was going to try to do something like this. Even I think back with the 360, there was rumors that they were going to try to do some cell phone esque subscription service. But it's cool to see them finally pull the trigger on it. Um, anything to get Xboxes in more people's living rooms, I think, is a good thing for them. Yeah, they um, need it because they're not yeah. doing very well. <laughs> and it's like drop four hundred bucks and get a PS4, or just drop thirty five dollars and get the most, the more powerful Xbox. I, I think it's really cool. It's just another way for people to to own a console that you know probably wouldn't normally even think about buying one. You know, kind of like the cell phone thing. You know, if we were paying. You know, if you had to, if there was no financing for cell phones, people wouldn't be paying eight, nine hundred dollars for yeah. a cell phone. It just wouldn't be happening. So, I think it's really cool. Yeah, and for me, uh, just to, before we jump off the subject, I think the the addition of the Game Pass is what, is what kind of puts oh, yeah. it over the top. You know, value add. It's you like get, you don't even you don't even buy any games. Yeah, <laughs> one hundred games out the gate. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. Pretty good deal, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. Um. Kudos to Microsoft for trying to bring bring it to more people. Um, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because we talked about it ad nauseum the last podcast. But I do, do want to talk a little bit more about the NVIDIA RTX graphics cards. Um, since the announcement last week, there has been a little bit uh, more light shed on some things. Like, for one, NVIDIA was touting that these cards would have six, time to, six times the performance of... Uh-huh of the current generation. So there was, he was saying like the 2080, which is like the mid range card. I say mid range, but it's like six or 700 bucks. Um, that one would be six times more powerful than the 1080 TI, which is kind of like the flagship flagship card of the last generation. Mm-hmm. That is only with the RTX stuff enabled. Um, performance. Well, they're really close. According to the rumored, I guess, non non-official benchmarks, and even looking at the CUDA core count, like I was trying to do last week, they're they're a lot closer. So the 2080 is only about, you know, it's slightly more powerful than the 1080 Ti. And the 2080 Ti is, I think, like 30 to 40% more powerful than the 1080 Ti. Um, and I, I just kind of wanted to call that out because I was really, really fam- in fanboy mode last week. And the other thing is, with the RTX stuff turned on, you're not going to be getting those high frame rates. I think most of the stuff that they were showing was running at like 30 to 60 frames a second. And it looked it looked good, but it wasn't wow. like, you're not going to get RTX ray tracing, whatever you want to call it. You're not going to get that and still have 144 frames a second. And to, and to like push this even further, um, I posted another article in our Slack where... Um, the developers for Battlefield Five, they were saying that in on, the only way they could get semi decent performance out of that with having like all the ray tracing and stuff effects turned on, 
they had to like have like a a twelve. They had to be running. They normally normally computer games usually run on like two to four threads. Mm-hmm. Um, with with these higher like core count and thread count processors, that's been going up. But in order for them to get what we saw in that video running at like a uh, sixty, fifty, sixty frames per second. They had to run. They had to change their code to run. Uh, run. Uh, <laughs> I haven't even finished yet. <laughs> they had to change their code to run on like twelve threads. So basically, you know, you're gonna need a really good processor as well. Which you know, with higher end graphics, the GPU has been the bottleneck for a while now, especially with higher resolutions because they're cheap, the G- man. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> because- oh. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a deflator, but it's like the the you're you're gonna you're you're gonna need you're gonna need some hardware to do this, not just a really good video card. Um, so I just feel like I wanted to call it out, and you know, wait for the benchmarks. I had one of these cars pre-ordered actually. I had a 2080 Ti pre-ordered, and I canceled my pre-order <laughs> because I'm gonna wait and see what the benchmarks say because. If it's really on, if the 2080 is really only slightly more powerful than my 1080, then I'm just going to stick with my 1080 until the, probably the next gen or until they come out with a Titan, maybe put me some money aside every month and then grab the Titan next year when it comes out. So, yeah. And to, me, and to me, what you said, like one of the key points you mentioned was with the RTX stuff enabled, which I think I talked about this last week. It requires extra development. So in the short term, you're not really going to be seeing any benefit. Yeah. I mean, there's about there's about 15 to 20 games that are coming out that have already said that they're going to do RTX stuff. But, you know, I'm really worried since RTX isn't technically that's the thing. It's technically not full ray tracing. There aren't any. Um, Did we talk about I don't know if I talked about that or not, but it's like they aren't doing any global illumination, which is like a huge thing when it comes to ray tracing. And that's how you get those ultra ultra not real looking, but ultra ultra like good looking Pixar stuff. It's yeah. it's all about the global illumination illumination. And that's one of the things that's why they were really only showing shadows and reflections oh, is because man. that's pretty much the limitation of the RTX. And it still looks good. I'm not trying to take away from it. It still looks great, but you know, that's just something to keep in mind. You know, I would wait it out at least until the beginning of the next year. You know, unless there's a huge crypto boom again, and then you're screwed. Wow. <laughs> but I'd yeah. wait. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you need to be knocking down any doors to go get it at this point. This is true. But, but of course, the hardcore guys are going to be on it, which includes you. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It, it's nice to have the biggest, baddest thing on the block, but at the same time, I'm not going to just throw my money in the toilet. So we'll see. <laughs> Future proofing, man. Honestly, I could not touch my system right now, and I'd probably be okay for the next three or four years at least. Um, I just water cooled my graphics card. My CPU was water cooled, so I I went to Micro Center yesterday and I grabbed a NZXT. Um, what is it called? It's a Kraken G12, and basically what it is is it's a um, it's a harness has a fan on it. And basically, you can take any all-in-one CPU cooler, and you can attach it to this, put it on your graphics card, and you have water cooling. Ah. And so that's how I have my GPU water cooled. And honestly, like with the CPU, like the more reasonable water cooling CPU things, they don't – like if you have a really high-end air cooler, you're not going to see a huge difference. 
Um, but honestly, with my my graphics card, like at full load, I was getting like eighty to eighty five degrees Celsius um, on my card with the air cooler. But now I'm getting like I think the highest it's been is like fifty degrees Celsius, which is like a huge difference. Yeah, it is a huge difference. So, so have you tried it pushing was, that yet, or? Uh... Um, yeah, I, I I was running a bunch of bit benchmarks last night before I just killed over and passed out because I I had to pretty much rearrange my entire case because I have a two hundred forty millimeter radiator, which is the one I bought to go on the video card, and then I have a two eighty which is the one that was on my CPU. And I ended up having to flip the 280 upside down, attach that to the graphics card, put the 240 on the top of my case. And that's what's attached to my CPU right now. I'm going to move my computer so you can actually see it. Oh God. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. So can you see that? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, but, um, it runs like a dream, man. It took me forever, but still quite yeah. stylish. Yeah, I, had, I actually had to mount the fans to the top cooler. I had to mount it outside of the case because there was just not a whole lot of clearance. I think next time I do do build a new computer, I'm going to definitely get a bigger case. <laughs> so I know you have some. Do we have any stories you want to cover before you? I know you want to do an unboxing uh, or you had mentioned it. I don't know if you're still. Yeah. Yeah, we can. Um, so, so do we have any stories you want to cover first before we do that? Just quickly, I just want to mention Cyberpunk 2077. Just um, if you haven't seen the uh, gameplay trailer, it's like 45 minutes or it's not really a trailer. It's just a gameplay reveal. It's like 45 minutes. Um, You can Google it. It's on YouTube. It's not safe for work, um, but it is really cool. I have not seen that. But yeah, check it out. Um, I was thinking this game was going to be more closer to something like a like a futuristic like Witcher which is like what CD Projekt Red is known for is the Witcher series. But honestly, this game has a lot more. It has a lot more of a Deus Ex feel than a Witcher feel, which I think is awesome. Um, the shooting mechanics, I was really surprised because it, it yeah, it doesn't look like some role playing guys made this game. I mean, it looks like a legit <laughs> look. The shooting mechanics are legit. So definitely check that out. I thought it was really awesome. And it's First person. I think I heard people complain. Yeah, it's first person. Hmm. I thought that, I thought that was cool, but yeah, it's first person because I mean they're doing so much with the world. I guess they want to make sure that you see all of it or something. I don't know, but it looks really cool. Definitely check it out. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. All right. Thanks, podcast listeners. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. I can't, I can't beat that. I <laughs> <laughs> just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Tech Pedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.